Happy New Year, everybody. This is Doug, and this is These Amazing Places. This is show number 88 for the week of December 28th. And uh, this week, we're going to be covering uh, a little bit of New Year's stuff, uh, maybe. And I'm also going to feature some people that I met in New York City. And along with that, in talking about that, I'm going to uh, feature an audio segment with a security guard that I met on the Staten Island Ferry. I'm also going to enter into a a new segment called These Amazing Places in Time. And I'll talk to you more about that as we uh, come along. Actually, I think the segment's going to be really interesting, and I hope that you think it is. Please email me and or Adam or both of us and uh, let me know what you think of it. Anyway, uh, let's uh, get on with the show. Okay, contact information is, first of all, voicemail line 641 715 3900. That's extension 53056. You can also reach us on at podcast at theseamazingplaces.com. That is our email address. You can also go and fill out the uh, contact form on our website at theseamazingplaces.com. You can give us whatever information you choose to on there, and uh, we'd sure like to hear from you there. Uh, let's see here. You can also uh, follow us on Twitter. We're always looking for new followers on Twitter. And not just so that we can build followers, but I actually really am interested in having more followers on there because more followers is a lot of times more good information, more good tips as far as travel, things like that. You can also catch up with us on uh, YouTube, and we have many uh, videos on there. We also have a video page on the website that we don't mention too often. It does not contain all of our videos. It contains usually the uh, last three to four videos, I believe, that we've put up. If you want to get the rest of them, you can go to YouTube or you can subscribe to us on YouTube, uh, on iTunes. And if you haven't done that, please uh, do that. And while you're there, uh, please uh, just give us a review and let us know what you think of the show. If you are a subscriber, thank you very much. And uh, we hope that you're enjoying uh, everything as we go through our shows here. As I said, this is show 88, and we have a lot more to come after this. Anyway, uh, that's it for the contact information, and let's get on with the show. Okay, everybody. The show this week is uh, going to actually, some of it's going to take place in uh, New York City. It's a show I've wanted to do. It's from my trip that I did this past summer in New York City. And it's really about uh, some of the people that I ran into while I was in the city. I really went into the city uh, not expecting sometimes maybe the nicest people and ran into some uh, people that were great. Uh, Some of them you've already heard on uh, previous uh, episodes that we've done. And that was probably, let's say, the guy that was in the uh, Staten Island Ferry hub and the guy we'd run on, we had run into the night before also on the subway. Really, really, really nice gentleman. Seemed to really just kind of take us under his wing and watch out for us. And, uh, well, you know, I just couldn't have asked for anything more. Anyway, but the uh, audio segment that we're going to feature in this one is from a, he was a security guard on the Staten Island Ferry. And he actually has quite a history behind him. He is not a native New Yorker, as... A lot of people aren't, and uh, anyway, he really had some interesting stories to tell us. Couldn't have been any nicer also, uh, really just sharing information with us while we took our ride over to Staten Island. And so uh, I want to, uh, I just really wanted to, you know, have a chance to kind of feature him in a show and do a little bit of talking about uh, some of the great people that make up New York City. So uh, sit back, relax, and uh, we're going to get on with things here. Okay, I'm back. 
Uh, what I want to start out speaking about here really is um, is what I spoke about earlier in the introduction, and that's really some of the people that I've run into while I was in New York City. Uh, I'm just going to, even though I don't have audio on every one of them, I just want to jump through a few of them. One of them you've already heard, he was a gentleman that I ran into in the New York subway, uh, and then actually ran into the next morning on the Staten Island Ferry. Uh, the next person was really a, uh, he was a person who I just actually just walked over to us on the street as we were looking like our actual tourist selves and uh, trying to figure out where we were at on the map at the time. And uh, he really just came up and couldn't have been nicer, uh, introduced himself, and then told us that he was actually from Cleveland, had been from Cleveland, but had also lived in New York City at this point, at the time that we had met him for 14 years. And really just kind of, uh, talked to us and told us how to kind of make our way the best routes to take on the subway over the weekend when we were there. And that's kind of what we were stumbling on at the time. Uh, couldn't have been any nicer to us. And I really just couldn't have asked for anything more. I, I, you know, after so many things that you hear, and, you know, we all get buried under this, that we hear things uh, on the news, we hear things, we read things in the newspaper about the big cities and how violent they are and how people act. But I'm telling you, I live in a fairly small town here in Ohio, and uh, and sometimes I don't encounter as many nice people in this small town as I encounter when I get into some of the big cities. Uh, but, you know, I, I just really, I, I wanted to share that with everybody, because I really didn't expect that uh, when I stepped into the city this time. I actually lived for almost two years uh, of my life, about 40 minutes outside of, uh, 40, 45 minutes outside of Los Angeles, uh, and uh, that, that was a long time ago. But I really, at that time, uh, that was a uh, you know a long time ago. At that time, I didn't encounter. Oh, what do I want to say? I didn't encounter a lot of real, real nice, uh, cordial people who were willing to help. And uh, and since you know, since I had lived there, and uh, and then now have traveled into some other cities, I I am always prepared to say that I'm not going to have a good time in the city that I'm not going to be greeted by nice people, that it's going to be basically a war. And uh, and I really had this proven wrong. I was in Chicago a couple of years ago on a uh, student trip, a school trip with uh, some kids from my, my kids' school and really ran into great people there also, nice people who would stop, take time out of their day. And this is just something I don't see too often and maybe where you live, you do see it, but I, I just don't. They take time out of their day, out of their busy schedule or whatever, to just give you an answer, to help you, to make sure that you know where you're going and make sure you're all right as you're kind of hanging out there looking like a you know the bumbling fool out on the sidewalk. And so this is my way of uh, kind of saying thank you back to all those people. So uh, at this point, what I want to do is uh, play to you an uh, uh, audio segment with the Staten Island security guard and... Uh, some of the audio here is a little bit hard to understand what he's saying. It's not a real long clip. It's about five minutes. And uh, and then maybe I'll try to capture some of that, of what he talked about, after I play the clip. So let's do that now, everybody. Thanks. Did you do that before 9-11? Or is that something new? No, no, no. That's after 9-11. We've got to do these things. 
Well, so I read did you guys, they shut you guys down that day, didn't they? Yeah. After I everything happened? Yeah. Okay. I was in Trinidad. Oh, okay. Oh. I from Trinidad and Tobago. Okay. I was offshore in the oil field and boat, and a boat. Same American boats. Tidewater. You ever about Tidewater Marine? That is one of the biggest offshore supply company in America. Tidewater. Any part of the world have oil and gas, they have boats. Really? Okay. Yeah. I used to work with them back home. And I the captain is American too. And I know coming in the galley watching the television, so big news flash. What, 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 what kind of movie these people are going to make again? <laughs> it, it, it come like a movie. Right. Just see this thing, you know. There was no movie. No, when you see the dog of a movie. Uh, yeah. It seemed... It kind of seemed like a movie. I, 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 I came up the 25th of that month. Come to this country. Were you, had you already made the plans to come here? Yeah, my father was a citizen, citizen and he filed for me, you know. But I could have come since early in the year. Since early in the year. Okay. They give you a period of time you could come. Right. So, you know, I stretch out my time until two days before it expires. <laughs> 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 yeah, you will go offshore. I tell people, this used to be money. <laughs> How my wallet is here? This is wallet. This uh -huh. used to be money. I have four or five thousand dollars every day to go and hang out. My wife yeah, asks me, you spend that money in one day? No, that's my money. Go party, hang out, go to the casino, go where, where I want to do. You know, always had that money in my pocket, four or five thousand dollars a day. He gave that up to come here? Yeah. Father was sick, but if I didn't get this job here, I go back home. Are you going into here? Yeah, I like it too. I learn a lot, I see a lot. You know? Yeah. I, I always used to wish to see this statue of Liberty. Oh. <laughs> now you see it a lot. Now you right? see it every day. <laughs> 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 yeah, it's oh, wow. I, I, I hope I turn down, I, I, I'm in the cinema and I'm watching and I see me statue and I say, ah, let's see that one day. But I've got brothers and sisters here, 30 something years. I have a brother who worked with uh, Verizon. Uh-huh. He said Bell Atlantic, he was an accountant. And he switched over to the fields. Because when you write enough people money, you see how much money they're making. He's an accountant, they're making that. You know, and he's right. Any match you put, he could work in. Our next one working with the train. I think he's an electrician and a Connecticut side. Our next one was a, a soldier, army. Huh? He was a teacher. He'd take anything he could take. He'd make mm -hmm. about 20-something years. He's younger than four years. And he retired too. But anything. He trained men when he first Iraq war. He was training men. Understand his men. Tell him if the, if the war break out, we go on war. He had to go. He never break out. But he do everything. He teach, he train, he, he shot. <laughs> 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 All passengers must depart the ferry. I must just say that correction. Oh, passengers behind the return trip. Must exit into the terminal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Waiting for the next ferry. And in that eight years, I work in the Gulf of Mexico. Oh, in New Orleans, I work in the Gulf of Mexico and support passengers. On the oil rig. Depart the ferry. Must exit into the terminal. And in the waiting room to await the next ferry. Oil pay me now. I come back to New York, I was on a tanker inland, you know, like going all out here, all like Oceanside, Oyster Bay, 
I'm going to probably Hudson, Albany, I'm going to Providence. All passengers must depart the ferry at this time. Passengers willing to make the return trip must exit via the terminal and enter the waiting room to get you the next ferry. I'll go on. And I'll get you here, sir. sir. I done 56. Uh, four years here already with this company, with the city. They will make six months. I retire and I go on. Yeah. Good for you. That's As you heard, or I hope you could hear, um, he was a, a really nice gentleman from uh, Trinidad, Trinidad and Tobago. Tobago. He, uh, as you, I hope you could hear, so I'm just going to recount some of this. He'd worked on a tanker, oil tanker, uh, before he came into the United States. He was not in the United States prior to uh, 9-11, uh, but then was here shortly afterwards. So, of course, he was here right in the midst of probably... Uh, during some of their most tumultuous times. And as you could hear, he was more than happy to be here. And if you heard him talk about the job, really, and the money that he gave up to just be in the United States, I, I hope it, it really it kind of brought home to me a little bit just how thankful sometimes I am to just be where I am. And that so many other people really give up so much uh, to be here. And so I just need to be reminded of that once in a while. And so, and I know everybody else is proud, and you should be proud of where you live and everything. But uh, sometimes, uh, some of us, I'm just going to say, for, you know, and I know we have some listeners outside the United States. Some of us just uh, tend to take things for granted. And maybe you do too with where you live. So let's all take a step back sometimes and remember that there are people that, uh, that are living in a lot less rough conditions, a lot less, a lot rougher conditions than we live in, and uh, they really do give up quite a bit to just come and stand by our sides and uh, call themselves the nationality of whatever we are. And I'm thankful to have them here, and so I just, I really wanted to share that with everybody. You know, and I'm going to play something in another podcast uh, coming up here from New York City when we deal with food. Another, really just a nice gentleman as I came into a restaurant. I'll leave it at that, and I'll play an audio segment from that on a later show. So anyway, we're going to uh, end this segment, and I'm going to get ready to jump over into uh, my new segment, as I mentioned at the beginning of the show. It's called These Amazing Places in Time. So everybody sit back and uh, get ready. Thanks. Okay, normally, you know, I'm always in a pretty rushed pace, and I tear through these things, a lot of times talk pretty fast, and maybe think faster than what I'm able to talk, because I'm doing these podcasts, but uh, at this time, I'm really just going to do my best to kind of slow myself down here, and tell you a little bit about what this segment is. Uh, Once again, I'm going to say it's called These Amazing Places in Time, and I'm just going to jump into it and tell you kind of the history behind it. And tell you that when I really on this segment here that you're about to hear when I sat down to start working on this segment I wanted to create something that uh, was bigger than who I am and sometimes that's tough to do I can have my thoughts but when it comes time to actually putting them into audio or into a format that makes sense it's it's that can be rough for me so uh, 
So this is kind of a step out there for me. The purpose of this segment is going to be to remind us about our past and uh, to help us to relive what brought us to today. Uh, I hope each week that uh, I can bring a smile to your face and uh, help you rediscover the sounds long since forgotten. This week's segment will feature baseball and some of its finest moments. Baseball has not only seen Americans through many difficult times, but it has filled many of our lives with excitement, disappointment, and dreams of what could be. And now a little bit of personal side on this, and really the reason why I wanted to start with baseball was that uh, my mother was never a fan of sports until uh, 1975. And that was the year that the Cincinnati Reds played the Boston Red Sox in the World Series. And this particular World Series was ranked as the second greatest World Series of all time. And if anybody's seen it, if you remember it, uh, if you don't remember it, there's plenty of video and stuff on YouTube that you can catch uh, certain segments and stuff of it. Uh, anyway, after that series, uh, my mom became a lifelong fan of baseball in general, not just the Reds, even though she loved the Reds. Uh, she really just loved to have a baseball game on, whether it's on TV or on the radio. Anyway, um, my mom has uh, passed away now, but uh, I'll never forget the smile she got each time she heard Joe Knoxall. And if you don't know who he is, Joe was one of the announcers with uh, Marty Brenneman in the booth uh, on the radio. And let me uh, play just a little clip of Joe here. When I'm dead and gone, and you walk into Great American Ballpark, and that statue will be standing there, along with Ted Kuzuski, Ernie LaMarty. So with that, I thank you all very, very much. It's been a pleasure and an absolute honor. Thank you. It's been great. And so the last time, this is the old left-hander, Ronnie Third, and heading for home. Okay, so I've given you the history of uh, really what this segment's going to be about and what this, uh, this episode of this segment's going to be about. And so now what I wanted to do, and this is what I'm going to try to feature each week, is an audio segment to, uh, to just kind of bring it all home. And so if you will, please, uh, it's really going to help if you have headphones on. But if you don't, it really this plays well through speakers also. So please, just sit back uh, and enjoy. Sixteen. You gotta let it grow up with you. 
past two weeks, you've been reading about a bad rag. Today, I consider myself the luckiest man on the face of the earth. And I just wanted to finish off uh, really by saying, you know, baseball's not just a game that we've seen on TV. It's not just a game that uh, we've gone to and watched, um, you know, live at, in a ballpark. It's really great to do that. Uh, but it's also something that really, I mean, we've, we've seen in movies uh, such as, you know, Field of Dreams and The Natural, which are really two just classic uh, baseball movies. If you haven't seen them, I can't imagine that you haven't, but if you haven't, really go rent them, check them out, uh, or you'll see them on TV a lot of times. Uh, they really kind of give us uh, what what sports and really what baseball was about. It's really it, it was never it was never, as far as I'm concerned, until recently, it was never about the money. Uh, it was really I, I I had always hoped anyway that for a lot of the guys that played the game, and if you'd see and. How broke a lot of those guys are from the way way past you would know that it really was never about the money these guys just for some reason loved the game and they really were just uh they were just put to uh to be here at that time and to play the game the the way that they did you know i played a few people in that clip that audio clip uh, and by no means you know, are any of those people you know, just my favorites or the only important ones um but I'm sure everybody has the ones that they remember and the certain play that they remember or the certain game that they remember as they were growing up. And you know what, for some of you, it could have been even just last year. Um, but anyway, I, I, re, you know, I just wanted to do this segment to help uh, to kind of bring some of that back. And it's winter now, and I figured it was a good time to, um, to maybe do something you know, before we head back into spring to kind of uh, remind us of, uh, of baseball and what it's all about and anyway so i think that's that's going to wrap up this segment and i hope you've enjoyed it and uh and please just contact me and let me know what you think and uh segments episodes that we're going to have coming up and uh in the coming weeks uh will be basically on uh, uh, moon missions and Lindbergh's flight and a lot of stuff that has to do with flight and, and you know what, we're going to have some other stuff, a lot of stuff thrown in. And so there's no reason for me to give it all here now. But uh, I did just want to uh, share that much with you. And I hope you've enjoyed it. And uh, we'll see what we get on to here in the rest of the show. Okay, everybody. I think we're going to go ahead and uh, wrap this thing up. Uh, we've had a fairly significant snowstorm here, as probably a lot of you have that are listening to this podcast right now. And uh, uh, Adam's still not made it back into town, so I want to make sure everything's going okay with him. And I hope that all of you had a really great Christmas, and I uh, really hope that um, the new year brings you everything that you could wish for. And uh, so anyway, with that, I'm going to go ahead and wrap things up, and uh, we'll catch back up with you on show 89 next week. See ya.
podcast has been brought to you by theseamazingplaces.com. All rights reserved. This podcast may not be rebroadcast, edited, tweaked, stolen, pitch shifted, published, rewritten, redistributed, or otherwise changed for any reason without prior consent from theseamazingplaces.com. Unless, of course, you don't have an iPod to take with you and you need to burn a CD. After all, These Amazing Places is a 100% nonprofit podcast for anyone who wants to listen. Copyright 2008, 2009, and beyond.